You're listening to 3CR. This is Billy X. Jennings of the Black Panther Party. Power to the people. Asia Pacific Currents. News and labor issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning, good morning, listeners, and um, that's right, you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, the weekly program of uh, Australia Asia Worker Links, and my name is Pierre Morrow, and um, my name is Sam, and we bring you today's program of Asia Pacific Currents, and um, of course, if you want to get, uh, if you want to know a bit more about the information, you can always go to our website, uh, www.aawl.org.au. You or we've got a Facebook and Twitter account as well. And um, on today's program, we've got the um, oh, well, first of all, thanks a lot to Solidarity Breakfast um, for another very interesting um, program. And um, on today's um, program, we have um, we're going to have a live guest in the second half of the show. They're not here yet, but I'm um, very um, excited because it's Lex Wooten from Palm Island. Uh, Lex, um, as you'll know, was uh, was jailed from uh, from the events following the death in custody of Mulrunji Dumaji uh, back in 2004, and um, he then was uh, given a um, a short uh, jail sentence and then a media gig for two years. So he's down here for a tour here in Melbourne. So it'll be great to talk to him in the second half of the program. But um, before that, we've got uh, the usual news roundup of the of the region, and um, I'll start with the first one, where we go to Turkey, where workers continue to be killed in Turkey's expanding economy. With the approaching first anniversary of the Soma mine disaster, where three hundred and one miners were killed in early May. The occupational health and safety situation remains as bad as ever for workers in Turkey. Earlier this year, a report detailed that for the whole of 2014, 1,886 workers, or we can just round up to 1,900, workers in, Thailand, in, um, in Turkey were killed at their workplaces. And that's killed, that's not uh, been injured. This year's toll is heading to be just as bad, with 350 workers killed in the, only the first three months of this year. Um, for labour activists, um, the reasons for these massacres of workers are to be found at the highest level of government in, in relation to the laws around occupational health and safety, and especially the enforcement of such laws. And the, um, the current trial over the Soma mine disaster is symptomatic of this issue as um, as while the mine operators are on trial, the whole system of the government inspection and the laws are not being looked at. Korean workers get, get up sorry about that. Korean workers get up for a week of struggle landing up to May Day. The station for Korean workers in the last few years has been one of almost continual mobilization and struggles as worker and union battle 
against the effects of contracting out casualization and flexible labor employment. The present conservative government is trying to exploit the ongoing capitalist economic crisis by enacting new laws that will weaken workers' rights. In response, the Confederation of Korean Trade Unions has called for strict and demonstration in the last week of April, culminating with the annual May Day rally. The the more conservative Federation of Korean Trade Union has now also said they will join the strict action. Yes, um, and I think uh, it'll be quite um, uh, an exciting time to be in South Korea at the end of April and uh, for the 1st of May, given that, um, like you said, um, Sam, the the Conservative Federation of Korean Trade Unions have also joined these these, um, uh, strikes. And the, the government is enacting a whole raft of new laws. And if you go to our website, probably um, we'll have these um, news up probably by Sunday night, um, Monday. So um, you can actually, with the links on it, you'll be able to see um, exactly what um, we mean. We go now to um, um, closer to Australia, where um, uh, to the Philippines, where an ex-journalist has been the latest political murder in the Philippines. On Monday the 13th of April, Melinda May Magsino was walking home when a single assailant came up behind her and shot her in the head at point-blank range. May had stopped working formally as a journalist a few years ago, but in her time as a journalist she had a reputation of exposing the corrupt political and economic links in the Philippines. And it seems that she was still doing some... uh, um, individual work on on this issue, um, and it seemed that she had received death threats um, in the last couple of months. Unfortunately, this is only the latest of a long line of uh, journalists being killed in the Philippines, with um, human and labour right activists also heavily targeted by these death squads. And um, just from memory, I think uh, if you're a trade unionist, um, the Philippines is a second worst country. To um, to be in uh, in terms of the of the murder rate for um, um, for trade unions and labour activists, I think it's only after Colombia. Um, we'll go. We actually jump uh, the region. We go to West Asia, where um, a new report has come out that child labour and exploitation is another symptom of Israeli occupation. Now, in this uh, program, we've talked a lot about the effects and the repression of the continued occupation occupation and colonization of Palestine by the Israeli settler state. Um, But a new report by Human Rights Watch details how Israeli farms based in the occupied West Bank uh, and, of course, in the most fertile lands are able to exploit the misery and marginalization of Palestinians. Children as young as 11 years of age are routinely found working in these farms for low pay, long hours and hazardous conditions. Not surprisingly, Palestinian trade unions are not allowed. Rana Plaza, it is almost two years ago that its single greatest industry, mascara, in the world occurred in Dhaka, Bangladesh, when the Rana Plaza building collapsed. The building house and number of textile factories and over 1,100 garment workers were killed in the collapse. 
hundreds more were injured. Compensation payments to the relative of the dead and the survive have been slow in coming while the factory's owner and the builder of Rana Plana Plaza are yet to face trial for their crimes. Events will be held around the world, including Melbourne, Victoria, to remember the dead and to demand justice. That's right, um, Sam, and that's uh, you know quite a heartbreaking story that that keeps going. And um, <coughs> sorry about that. And off the top of my memory, I haven't quite got it in front of me, but I think the uh, the day is the twenty um, fourth of April at half past four outside that eight hour monument at the corner of Ligon and Victoria Streets. And um, so that's on the 24th of April. And then just following that, there's the International Workers Memorial Day on the 20, Tuesday, 28th of April. Um, every, um, each and every day of the year, workplace accidents kill more than 1,000 workers. And diseases related to working conditions add more than over 5,000 to this death toll every day. In Victoria alone, 19 workers have been killed in just the last 12 months. Workers' Memorial Day is our day to remember the dead and fight for the living. Uh, and so there's going to be a... Um, so it's, it's basically the day is, is in recognition of the lives lost at Victorian workplaces, well, certainly in Victoria, and also it's an opportunity to be able to um, talk and, um, and work out how we can actually work together to improve safety of our workplaces. So the Melbourne Vigil will be at um, half past 10 on Tuesday, April 28th, outside Victorian Trades Hall. And um, following from uh, the International Works Memorial Day on the 28th of, um, of April, of course, there's May Day. And um, May Day has been celebrated internationally since 1886 as the day for workers to unite as a class. With the continuing intensification of the capitalist crisis globally, the significance of May Day and the commonality of workers' issues has never been more apparent. Workers need to stop the politics of austerity and the wars uh, that are killing us, whether in our workplaces, in our communities or in our homes. Uh, March in solidarity, workers in struggle everywhere. There's going to be rallies all around the world. Here in Melbourne, there'll be um, two rallies. There will be a um, solidarity rally on the evening of Friday the 1st of May uh, at half past five at the State Library, marching to the eight-hour monument. And then there will be the May Day Festival and Rally in the afternoon of Sunday the 3rd of May at, um, I think, 1pm outside the um, Trades Hall. So all, all very good events to, um, to attend. And um, as our last um, item, um, just a general report about shipbreaking. Again, shipbreaking, the inhumane conditions um, that workers in the shipbreaking industry in South Asia uh, have to endure. We've reported on those many times before. Now, ships from the European Union make up a majority of these ships that get sent out to be broken. The European Union is proposing new legislation that is intended to clean up this industry. Unfortunately, the current version of this legislation does nothing to address the flag of convenience issue, which is the way that companies evade regulations by outsourcing their ships to third parties outside of these laws 
uh, jurisdictions. In other words, the ownership and the nationality of the ships change, and so um, um, the legislation, the ship is not a European ship anymore. That's the end of uh, of our um, news roundup for for the region. It's just on um, thirteen past nine o'clock. We'll be coming up to. We'll go to a couple of uh, community announcements, and we'll be back with more of Asia Pacific Currents. This is Irene Bolger, former secretary of the Nurses Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in nineteen eighty six and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there, broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. Do you have a community event or campaign you'd like to announce on radio? Maybe your group would like to take a tour of 3CR and find out how community radio works. Are you in a band and would like to record a demo? Or maybe there are people in your workplace or activist organisation who would like to undergo media skills training. 3CR is a resource for the community and offers community announcements, station tours, studio hire and media skills workshops at affordable prices. For more information, contact 3CR on 9419 or go to our website www.3cr.org.au. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. It's um, just on quarter past nine o'clock. We've got about three different clocks in here, so I've got to make sure that I give you the right time to your listeners. And um, as obviously, as you heard, you're listening to 3CR Radio here on Asia Pacific Currents, the program of Australia-Asia Worker Links. And um, we're very fortunate and privileged here this morning um, to have uh, Lex Wooten in the studio with us. Good morning, Lex. Good morning. And um, the, I mean, uh, many people will remember the events of Palm Island, which, um, you know, Lex, sometimes uh, time really goes fast. I really didn't realise it was over 10 years ago now when it all started. Yes. Um, oh, what? Nearly ten and a half now. So yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, before we get to your to your story, um, do you just want to give a brief, just for the people that uh, might sort of think, oh yeah, Palm Island. There was, you know, the, the someone died. There was a police issue, whatever. Do you want to give just a brief um, uh, introduction to what happened in two thousand and four on Palm Island? As um, listeners may be aware, um, well. In the last couple of days, I did a few interviews, and if listeners haven't been listening to um, some of the interviews uh, or aren't aware of what happened back then, um, 
there was a death in custody on Palm Island, and um, there were a series of um, inquests into as to how the um, deceased died, and um, there was overall a cover-up, and um, then the community revolted, and uh, then I was thrown into the spotlight where um, I had to um, face the face the uh, justice system, and then at the end of it, I was um, imprisoned, and um, then after released on parole, I was um, given a gag order. So um, until the end of parole, and that's uh, almost a year soon, and. Um, I uh, went to court to try and get the gag removed and stuff like that, but um, that's more or less that. And then at the moment, um, why I'm down here is to um, garnish your support for um, a class action that I'm taking out on the state and the Queensland police. So um, uh, I think over this uh, past couple of days, I've... uh, been received warmly, and um, we've got something happening t- tonight at uh, Brunswick um, Town Hall yeah, at 6.30, and it's free. And um, there will be guest speakers there, myself, um, uh, Mariki Onus, Linda Kennedy, and um, can't, someone, I can't pronounce the uh, thing, but it's someone gory, mm-hmm. and Arika Malua, yep. from more. Yep, yep, no worries, Lex. We'll make sure that we've um, we mention that right at the end as well, so people can um, can you know can go. But so if you're certainly interested, um, we'll make sure that um, we'll um, um, we'll tell you about this meeting later on tonight here in, in Melbourne. Now, Lex, um, I mean the really, I mean there's been books been written about what happened in um, in Palm Island. And again, Palm Island, um, uh, the history of it has been that the Queensland government used it basically to move Aboriginal people and, and put them there over over the years. Well, the history, I suppose, back in the uh, thing, um, our Palm Island was established back in um, 1914. It was gazetted as a, um, an Aboriginal community. And... Um, then in 1918, um, when uh, a lot of our people were rounded up in the north, um, they were um, moved to a, a community that was set up in um, off Tully, around the Tully area called Old River. Uh, there was a cyclone at that time. Um, what happened then was um, the, well, the community was... Um, damaged and stuff like that so they had to move them so they moved them to Palm and then um, Palm was set up as a penal colony and um, through one of the other islands there um, there was a quarantine area so they'd go through that and then onto the island and if you uh, then over the years um, all those uh, revolted in other communities through other means you know I suppose fighting back or just what the um state thought at that time was uh, you're going to be a troublemaker in certain areas then you'd be passed on to Palm Island and it was the Alcatraz of um, Australia I suppose. 
Yes, that's right. It's it's again one of those little knowns for most people in Australia of of, of the treatment of uh, Indigenous people in Australia and and the conditions that people, your whole communities in Palm Island, uh, were living in and. Um, and also the um, the effects of continual policing on your communities. Yeah, um, so what happened was um, they were sent to the island. I think people from 40-odd different tribes were sent to the island, so you get a mixture of, you know, different um, backgrounds, I suppose. And so that, what happened and stuff like that, so it's going to cause conflict in some sense. And um, then they were controlled by the state, but also... Um, the um, state used some of the locals in the community to, you know, the black trackers, stuff, so mm-hmm. keep people, you know, um, in control of what was, what the state wanted. So that's yeah, and then as of then, right up until around um, fifty-seven, or oh, one stage, there was um, the um, protector at the time that was looking after the um, people on the island. He um, lost his mind and stuff like that and he was shooting people like his own I think it's his own wife and others like that and um, so um, the white authorities that were there on the island who was in the medical area was um, all afraid so they actually got one of the locals to um, they harmed him with a few guns and said you know if he comes back because he actually went to one of the other islands and then he came back they were told to um, fire upon him, so one of the locals did that, and um, so um, then he was punished. He was sent from the island, but later on, I think a couple of months down the track, he was um, mm-hmm. um, released and stuff like that. But he had to live with that, you know, and mm-hmm. um, so and that family's still on the island. Uh, his grandchildren and stuff like that. But then around fifty-seven. Um, there was a revolt by the community over wages and stuff like that. And um, uh, during all of that stuff, I think seven families were um, relocated off the island and um, and their um, family were taken off the island and s- spread out through the various other communities that were set up in the, um, across the state. And... Um, some have returned, and then you come up to um, around um, the late eighties, uh, nineties, um, there were, or early nineties onward. There was um, uh, a class action taken against the state on unfair wages, and um, seven members of the community um, were um, as part of the class class action and that dragged on for about um, 10 years according to thing actually two of the members were my um, in-laws so um, so at the end of it I think there, there was a negotiation and all according to my in-laws they they were sick and tired you know mm-hmm. uh, I think it dragged on yes um, we actually covered the stolen we actually had speakers coming down years mm-hmm. ago about the stolen wages in in Queensland and yes once yeah. it gets in the courts yeah. it becomes very long and, and drawn out yeah so you know they ended up in the late um, um, early 70s so they said we can't stand and fight this thing any longer so they actually settled with the um, state and then um, the state um, did that with 
everyone across the um, mm. old state. So there were agreements between the um, thing and um, I think there are a few people that probably didn't settle. I, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but anyway. Um, Look, and I think what you're saying is that the history of Palm Island and obviously generally in Queensland is one of continual uh, repression but also fight back. And obviously what happened in 2004 when there was a death in custody of um, um, sorry, I'll just get, of Dumaji, mm. you know, people had enough um, and there were, there were a lot of frustrations that, that came out. And But unfortunately you were the one that was targeted by the authorities. Yes, oh. As you say, I was targeted uh, um, during all the court proceedings. Well, as you stated, I suppose, back in um, on the 19th of November 2004, um, the community was um, alerted that there was something happened, you know, down around the police station and stuff like that. And the community was, um, there were rumours started to flow around over the weekend but unknown to the community, there was um, a cover-up taking shape on behalf of the police's version of what really happened. And um, at that time, there was an actual witness in the police station. And um, there is a documentary that was made for the listeners out there. Um, it's called Tall Man. So um, it's good that if you haven't seen it, you know, have a look at it, and then you'll see the story of the cover-up and stuff like that. So um, then a week later, myself, um, the community revolted, and um, um, that evening uh, I looked on um, Foxdale News and stuff, Sky News, and here I am on the news with Karen a shovel, and then I sort of I sat down with my children and my wife that night and said, look, I might be... Uh, Mm-hmm. taken away from you tomorrow and you know that they need to do the right thing uh, look after mum and stuff like that mm-hmm. and look after themselves and so from there uh, over this whole journey I suppose I met met with a lot of good people my lawyers and um, people like um, Isjanair that brought me down here to um, come down and um, share my story and stuff and support with the campaign that um the campaign which we'll talk about tonight and i've been speaking to people and over the last couple of days over the radio about the campaign it's um hopefully getting unions and others to pressure the um queensland government through the the affiliates in the -hmm. state to um settle the matter but um if that doesn't happen then you know Oh, we will keep fighting. Look, unfortunately, um, Les, we, we have to go, but I, th- I think for our listeners, really, again, basically to say there was an Aboriginal person that died in death of custody in Palm Island in 2004, and the community was very angry, and some buildings from that anger were, were damaged. The, the person who was the principal cause of the death of uh, Dumaji actually got a... Uh, payout mm-hmm. for his stress mm-hmm. and the only people that went to jail were people like you who actually supposedly did some damage to some buildings mm-hmm. and uh, that's what's called justice mm-hmm. in inverted commas yeah <laughs> and um so les 
look, it, it, I'm sorry we've only got 10 minutes. Uh, no, we okay. could have spoken for a long time. But all listeners, you've got a, a fantastic chance tonight to go and, and hear Les and a number of other speakers. Lex. Lex. Oh, sorry, Lex. My, mm-hmm. my fault. Um, so it's at Brunswick Town Hall at half past six, 233 Sydney Road, Brunswick. It's a free event. There's a number of, of speakers. Uh, and thanks to the councillor Sue Bolton uh, for and the City of Moreland for hosting this event. But it's really about discussing about the escalation in the brutality of colonial violence against Aboriginal people in Australia. And there's going to be Arika Walu, Nayuka Gori, Linda Kennedy, Mariki Onus, and, of course, Lex Wooten, who's going to be speaking there. It's half past six tonight at the Brunswick Town Hall um, at in 233 Sydney Road, Brunswick. And I, um, I'll i be there, Lex, again. So um, no worries. And uh, I certainly hope that all the listeners can, can get there. So thank you very much, um, Lex. Thanks. And we certainly wish you all the best. And, um, yeah, we're in solidar- full solidarity. All right, yeah, thanks for that. No worries. And um, Sam, we've got to go. Yep. And Sam. Uh, yep, yeah, yep. And um, it's just, uh, yes, we've got about yep. 30 seconds to go and um, we've gone over time, I think. So <laughs> you've been listening to Asia Pacific Currents on um, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Work Links. Go to our website, alldawl.org.au. We've got a Facebook and Twitter event. It's goodbye from me, Pierre. Sam. And we'll be back again next um, week with another program of uh, Asia Pacific Currents. Stay tuned to 3CR Radio and Palestine Remembered coming straight after this short um, community announcement. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.